hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, here we are just in the weekend. By the way, let's remind everybody, the, the most important thing you can do this weekend mm-hmm. is uh, to remember to set your darn clocks ahead. <laughs> or I Sunday know. will be a discombobulated day for you all day. That's true. I used to hate working in broadcasting, oh, uh, yeah. I think, on this this one, because you lost an hour. You lost yeah. an hour, which means that if you went to bed like uh, at 10 o'clock and you had to work that following morning, you got a, an hour less sleep, if you know what I mean. It was... Uh, if you were the all-night guy, you got an hour less pay. But being the consummate broadcaster that I was, I sucked it up and did it. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you did, the, too. Yeah, the days of automation. You, you had to remember to reset all the clocks. And oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I hate anyway, that, but... uh, did you hear what Kevin McCarthy said he was going to do? It's a free-for-all. Yep, he's going to take all of the January 6th footage, the surveillance footage from the Capitol, and he's going to release it to the public, all those tens of thousands of hours. And the thing that's in- interesting about that in, mm-hmm. is everyone was speculating, and I truly think this is the case. You know, he released it, he gave it to Tucker Carlson, and his crew worked on it for, I guess, a couple of weeks, putting together segments. And they had a phenomenal segment on Monday, an expose segment, on the surveillance footage, it right. it drove the left nuts, and they were all over uh, Fox News, and you know guys like Chuck Schumer were on the the floor of the Senate, demanding that Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News, not allow Tucker Carlson to air any more of this footage. And you know, I was thinking, God, that's not going to hold any water. The cat's already out of the. The bag, uh, you know, the horse is already out of the barn. But I think it worked because the next day, Tucker Carlson did kind of a recap of the first day's footage. And Mm. then the following day, another recap of the first day's footage. And then last night, it was a watered-down continuation of that topic. Uh, They were still talking about that guy who wore the horns, you know, the... The QAnon Charmin. Yeah. And, and and you've got the left screaming all over the place, all the talking heads that are out there going, you know, how can they do this? You know, they're sitting there promoting this lie of an unedited video. And I'm like going, wait a minute. Yeah. Unedited videos don't lie. The videos <laughs> that lie are the edited ones. But you know what? Uh, I, I think this is good. But, uh, you know, I, I, I smell another ra- that's probably going to be coming. Yeah, we live because a few weeks ago they were talking about how, you know, we know that our our electric grid is not all up to snuff. We know this and that and this and that. Uh, who's to say they're not going to find a way to crash the internet? You know, a lot of people have spec- for- a lot of people Bill have said that. A lot of people have speculated that uh, there's going to be uh, some turmoil on the internet. Maybe they're going to bring mm-hmm. the whole thing down. And you know, you think how can that happen? It's too big a system. I would have thought, for example, that the Russian nuclear system would be unhackable. You know? We got hacked yesterday. <laughs> Did you hear that, folks? Say that again, Bill. It got hacked yesterday. I mean, yeah, they're sitting there going along with their state TV, and all of a sudden the the logo, the nuclear logo comes up, and it tells them to take their pills, incoming nukes, and to go, uh, go to shelters. Unbelievable. Now, 
it, it only lasted a few minutes and they realized what's going on. But, you know, we've had networks hacked over the years in the past, too. It, it can mm -hmm. be done. But what, it, what intrigued me is that Russian people have, the, the, they're given the pills, the iodine pills. Yes. You know, it's interesting. So they have them in their, their person to protect their population, and they have places still to go to shelter. Yeah. So that's interesting. Subways. We don't. Well, they, they have a lot of subways in Moscow and things like that that mm -hmm. are used for shelters. But it says here, citizens were advised to take calcium iodide pills, put on gas masks, and seek shelter immediately. And, and that was their instructions. Calcium iodide, put on the gas mask, and go downstairs. Do we know what we would do? I mean, have we told the general public in the United States that it would be a good idea to uh, get some calcium iodide pills? I mean, I, I know that those pills are important. I have some, but I don't think most people know you're supposed to take those. Do you? Uh, you know, you're always told, well, there's different types to take. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing about the United States. For being such a great country, we confuse the hell out of everybody. <laughs> so you don't know where to get what and if you're getting the right thing. And how many times, look, I had a printer go down. I have a nice printer, and it yeah. quit working. But um, new toner cartridge in, and it wouldn't work. And come to find out, the toner cartridge I got had a little chip in it that was a Chinese chip, and the chip didn't see the, you know, Mm -hmm. it, they they didn't talk. So in other words, the toner was good. The chip was bad. And so I had to go and pay more money to get, you know, the spot on perfect toner cartridge. And it works perfectly. But again, we have so many things out there that just do or don't. If you get iodine pills, well, these are $3 cheaper. They should be okay. I have uh, I have some iodine pills. Uh, they were supposedly the ones you buy in case there is a nuclear attack. I guess I'm kind of taking the idea that we're on the verge of nuclear war uh, uh, seriously. I mean, when people say we're 90 seconds away from nuclear war, and that's closer than we were during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and I look around and see the world going on like, no big thing, nothing to see here, just keep walking, I wonder what's... What's really happening to our country? Well, we've trivialized what will happen to you if we have a nuclear war. Well, back in the 50s, 60s, you knew that there was hell to pay, and right. what would happen is not going to be, you know, uh, you wouldn't want to live in the world after the nukes fly. Now they're going, oh, it's survivable. You can do this, and you can do that. Just got to listen to the, the network news, and we'll tell you what to do. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Maybe it's because nuclear warfare was so new when we were kids. I mean, we saw films on TV of them testing nuclear bombs. I can still see them in my mind's eye of buildings being obliterated in a, in a second. You know, the, the explosion going off in Nevada, and they would build these houses, test houses, just to see how, how they would stand up to the blast and they would be blown to smithereens in the snap of a finger. I don't think people realize what we're on the verge of. Right, and what they don't realize is they discovered not too long ago that the math that we used, the math to calculate 
how big of a yield the explosion is. Like we're going, this will be a 25 megaton blast. And for all we knew, it was a 25 megaton blast. But our math was wrong. They found that out recently. And the blast is much bigger than 25 megatons. So if we sit there and go, yeah, that, that bomb right there yields 50 megatons, might be 65 or 70 megatons. And you go, well, that's not much of a difference. Oh, hell yeah, it is. What it's those, a big difference. What were those bombs called in uh, in Japan that we dropped? There was a fat boy and little boy, something like that. Uh, yeah. The, those were our most unsophisticated, our most... Uh, uh, poorly made nuclear bombs. We've only gotten better and better at it since 1945. So what would happen now? They talk about, I hear them talking about it all the time. Well, maybe we should, uh, we should use limited yield or the Russians might use limited yield nuclear bombs uh, in the Ukraine war. There's really no such thing as limited yield nuclear weapons. You use nuclear weapons it's not like you can say, okay, it'll explode here and it will go three blocks. You know, you set off a nuclear bomb in a city and it, it, all bets are off. You know, it can, be, it can be anything. It can destroy the city. It can reach out into the suburbs. This is not something we should be guessing at or playing games with or using as a threat, you know, which is what they're doing right now. Yeah, once you... Uh, once you um let that genie out of the bottle. It's out of the bottle forever because even if you go, well, we'll be good, and there's always a bad player. And there's always the chance that um, are you going to be a good player all along? Because if your back is against the wall, are you going to sit there and say, well, I my time is done? Or are you going to sit there and say, hell with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm bending the rules. Well, yeah. uh, we are... Uh... We're going through some strange times right now. As a matter of fact, you know, Laura Ingram uh, did a, mm -hmm. a monologue, uh, I guess it was the night before last, and uh, she really nailed where the Biden administration uh, has taken us right now. And uh, I think it's probably a decent way to start the show off. Listen. Despite all their efforts, the truth is seeping out. And it's increasingly obvious that we're facing potential disaster on all fronts. And all of it, all of it is self-inflicted by the D.C. leadership class. Our border, well, it's a gift to the cartels. Our public schools, that's a gift to the teachers' unions and the sexual propagandists. The cities, they're a gift to the criminals, illegals, and home to endless despair. Our foreign policy, well, that's obviously a gift right now to China. And our energy independence? That's a gift to globalists who want to force scarcity on America. And our economy, that's not really a gift to anyone. It's in shambles. So President Stumbles and his friends on the Hill really did a number on all of us. Personal debt skyrocketing, interest rates going up for the foreseeable future, and we're headed toward a recession. Now maybe this was their plan all along, but now the truth is out. America is getting weaker, and Biden's only answer at this point is to propose massive tax hikes and then to prepare Americans for a new, new normal, a new America, where we lower our expectations, reduce our consumption, and give up our traditional freedoms. And then 
we learn to be happy with it. It shows in the end that the Democrats now know that there will be no economic growth under their policies, and that inflation is just gonna drag on. Powell at the Fed, he's not gonna bail them out. He can't. Now, we told you recently that the IMF is predicting a nightmare for our GDP over the next two years. Germany, France, and Spain's GDPs will outpace ours by 2024. Even Russia's GDP is growing faster than the United States's. Oh, and I didn't realize, by the way, that Build Back Better meant that real wages and median household income would drop under Biden. That's his definition of better. Wow. Laura Ingram uh, from uh, a monologue she did, I guess, uh, a couple of nights ago. She kind of nailed it. She just kind of put everything in perspective. We are in dire straits right now. And the administration doesn't have any answers. So what they're trying to tell us right now, they're trying to tell us, don't believe your lying eyes. Do not believe what you see or hear. We're making things better for you. The fact that the gas prices have gone up, you know, they say things like, uh, we've lowered the, the energy costs 40%. But what they don't tell you is in, while they've been in office, they may have increased it 140%. So they've only yeah. low, they've lowered it 40%. You're still 100% higher than you were when they got into office. The guy is a car salesman, and he's, he's a car salesman with dementia. Uh, he was speaking in Philadelphia yesterday. Oh, yeah. You got to hear this. He was... He was out there uh, mumbling along. He talked about he talked about uh, the president, uh, meaning Donald Our Trump, future president, and yeah. future president. Listen for anybody who had tough time with their business during the pandemic, to, so they could pay employees, they could do the. But guess what? You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president. Uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no, all, 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 all kidding aside. You know, and, and he's speaking in front of a crowd of, like, union members in Philadelphia. and, and uh, it's, it's a stacked deck of people who will, they're like trained seals. They'll applaud yeah. on cue. And when he sits there and goes, bless me, Father, I wouldn't want to be standing next to him because <laughs> God has lightning bolts. Well, you know. He's not afraid to use them. In the Catholic Church, right? <laughs> What he should yeah. have what he should have said if he was thinking clearly is, Oh my God, God help us, right? That's what he should have said. He said, yeah. Bless me, Father. Bless me, Father is the beginning of uh, Catholic, for I have sinned. For I have sinned. Exactly right. It's a Catholic prayer. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's part of the confession. Uh, when when a Catholic goes to confession, he says, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been how many weeks since my last confession? These are my sins. So the point is Biden doesn't, he doesn't know what he's saying. No, he, he grabs does. things out of the thin air, yes. and it's an admission that he is a hypocrite. He did another cute thing. Listen to this. He was uh, going after that lady from Georgia. Listen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when those old folks stand up, they're liar, liar. Biden's a liar. That gentle lady from the state of Georgia, Mountain there. That, no, 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 I didn't say for that reason. But That lady from Georgia, Manger, Manger. I have a feeling that on the uh, teleprompter, mm-hmm. they put MTJ, right? Marjorie Taylor uh, Green. Green, right? I mean, that's what I meant to say, MTG, not MTJ. <laughs> it's early. Uh, and he read it as a word. 
MTG. Monger. <laughs> he, Man. Listen, I'm going to play it one more time. Yeah, yeah, that's what he read. Listen. Well, yeah, when those old folks stand up, they're going, liar, liar, Biden's a liar. That gentle lady from the state of Georgia, Mountain Well, no, 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 I didn't say for that reason, but here's... He is, he, he was lost. How can you sit in an auditorium and even applaud this guy? He, he has done nothing that has done, that has helped us in any way. Well, the studio audience looks up and it says applaud, and they do. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have a funny monologue or have anything that makes a lot of sense. Just applaud. Yeah, well. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. You know, he's lied all his life. Yeah. If I mean, so you can go back and look at everything. So, Joe, you are a liar, liar, liar. <laughs> that lady from the gentle lady from Georgia, Monger. 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 No, 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 no. I didn't say it for that reason. What the heck is he talking about? Does anybody ever stop and say, hello? Uh, what are you saying? What the heck are you saying? But no, people, the crowd, the boo. Oh, it's ridiculous, folks. We're, we're in such dire straits. If you got on a city bus with your family and you looked, and this is the guy who was driving it, and he was that coherent, you'd get right off. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you risk your life? Uh, would you get on an airplane? If you got on the airplane and, and the guy comes on, this is your pilot speaking, we're flying to Peachett. Uh, no, 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 no. We're flying to Cleveland. And uh, not, I mean, you would be in a panic. You'd be trying to get off that plane as fast as you could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is your captain speaking, Joe. Uh, uh, well, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm the guy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking you to that pl- place. Yeah, you, you know that place. <laughs> oh, look at your ticket. You'll know where you're going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's the. I expect me to know. He's got his <laughs> finger on the trigger of the nuclear arsenal. Yeah, he does. That's the scary thing, right there. Anyway, very scary. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I I was thinking this morning. I wonder if we do, we'll do an update program this weekend. Because I'm a little tired, and I think you've—I know we've talked. It's been a tough, oh, week, yeah. busy week I've for had, you. Uh, I've had a bug that's going around. I don't know; the, it's everywhere. I know my son's got it. I've got it, and uh, so I, uh, you know, I think, eh, do we want to do a show this weekend? But you know, it's hard not to sometimes because there's always something going on in this administration. Well, I, I was looking through a stack of stuff that I had, Bill. Some of this stuff is like a week and a half old. And it seems ancient because every day this this administration, this news cycle keeps spitting out, quote, breaking news that is supposed to take your mind off the, the previous day's news. Don't you find the breaking news cycle kind of mind-numbing? Yes. And a lot of times what they call breaking news is taking an old story and just putting a new regurgitated yeah. spin on it because— they're keeping thoughts out there in in the cycle so they can use them when uh, when they need them at will mm. because there are big stories out there i mean there's the hunter biden thing that's going on you know there's the war now 
have we talked about war in the Ukraine this week at all? Hardly. Hardly. Really. We, we, we've touched up against yeah. it maybe, but we haven't spent. Have we talked about uh, that balloon thing? Is there any more issues with the balloon? I'll tell you why I mentioned the balloon thing again, because you the know rocket? what happened yesterday? Yeah. What did the Chinese yeah. do? You tell the people what the Chinese did yesterday. Well, apparently they got it. They flew a rocket, and it uh, it went over Texas and disintegrated on reentry. All right. Now, what kind of rocket was it? Was military? It, yeah, but it was it a missile? Was it a rocket? Was it manned? Unmanned? Who knows? But the debris field goes for miles and miles and miles and miles. Yes, absolutely. and I'm like going, and and, and I wondered. Was that, you know, was that an, uh, an STWW? Something went wrong? Or uh, was that a, yeah, something went wrong. We don't know what happened there. Should have never done that. Maybe they're softening the blow for a few something went wrongs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something worked, ex you know, perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it released I the thought gas. We had, I thought we had a defense system. If well, we had not a defense, with Joe, they turned it off. Well, if we have a defense system, how do we have missiles blowing up and debris falling all over? I mean, I would have thought we would have blasted it out of the uh, sky way before it got over Texas. Well, you would think so because, okay, Cape Canaveral, uh, you have Houston control. Right. And so you've got uh, big satellite tracking right there. They would have seen that, and they would have, they would have known... And apparently, you know, there's a, there's a glide path entry for the United States, and it goes right over Texas, so probably somewhere around California, the Pacific, you know, whatever it is, rocket ships, whatever, they, they drop down, and they're on their glide path. Uh, remember, what, what shuttle was it back in the, uh, uh, the early OOs that came apart, you know, had that little... That, I forgot. They, the whole... they, they had. Uh, I know they had the Challenger. That was eighty-five, right? Uh, yeah. Columbia. Yeah. But the, the thing is, we Same have trail. we have put all this money into uh, uh, our defense, but uh, you know when he got into office and he started to get very woke. You'll remember there were there were stories that we mm -hmm. read about how a lot of the best military personnel were taking early retirement and getting out because they couldn't deal with this nonsense that the military was throwing down the chain of command to them. They were, they were more concerned with uh, allowing people to be, tr you know, transgender in the military than they were about uh, making our systems strong and impregnable, impregnable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they are just, uh, they are turning their backs on our defensive system. And I think that, Texas missile is is uh, an example. You know, we have balloons flying over our country coming out of nowhere and we're we're surprised by it. We have a a Chinese military rocket disintegrating over Texas. I was thinking, you know, did any of it fall in like Houston or Dallas or San Antonio? I well, mean, all good questions, but I always thought that our military, you know, skunk works everything that we've got. Because they always say, how do we pay for all of this? But, you know, we've been off uh, our monetary system is, is you know, I, I think there's two monetary systems. Mm -hmm. The one the public sees and participates in 
and the real monetary system, which has nothing to do with the standard of gold, which even ours doesn't have that anymore. And uh, the military complex gets what it needs, regardless of what the, you know, the little uh, nattery nabobs of negativism <laughs> in uh, Washington uh, say or do. You know, and you look at some of the things, the Navy, you know, they've got, uh, you know, they've got all kinds of projects. They've had projects all the way back to the Philadelphia experiment up to now where they have the laser, uh, the guided laser cannons. And uh, apparently they've got another, uh, uh, they did a successful this time, Philadelphia type project to where they have found a way to theoretically, uh, you know, transport people in time in time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd like to hear more about that. You know, um, I was watching over the weekend, uh, Crimson Tide for the 15th or 16th time. It's great a great movie. It's, it is a terrific movie, but I read the end of it and it said, uh, at the very end in the credits, just before the credits that the power to launch nuclear weapons, like they were showing in the movie, in 1996, mm -hmm. was uh, moved to the White House. It was moved back to the White House. So the final decision to launch isn't the captain's decision anymore like it was in the movie. Remember Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington and the, 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 the fight uh, Hackman wanted to launch because he believed that the code was accurate and, and Denzel Washington didn't want to launch because he felt it was... Uh, an incomplete message, and it wasn't the actual uh, launch codes. So at the very end, I see the credits that says it's, it's been moved back to Washington. That's supposed to make you feel better. Then I think, my God, it's been moved back to Joe Biden. Joe Biden now is the guy who makes the final decision as to whether well, to Well, that's, that's for the nukes in the, uh, in the subs. See, when the subs go out there, they go to radio silence. And that's it. They, you know, they send up that buoy to go and, you know, get something. But let's say that cable, you know, which, which happened, mm -hmm. you know, something happens to it or there is no signal. Then they go to their original, their, their original objective. But the captain is the ultimate decision in that submarine. He is the commander in chief of the world. At that point in time, if I were the commander in chief of the world at that but point not, in time, but it's not. It's it, based upon what they wrote in that uh, at the end of the movie. It, it he isn't the final decision. The final decision now to fire has right. to be authenticated in Washington. But I'm saying beforehand, you know, it was his decision, and that be and that was written that way for a reason because things could be interfered with. Uh, you know, if I were a commander, uh, it would weigh heavy on you. But if you're going like, you know, the, the weight of the free world is resting in your hands, you know, would you, would you want to surface and find out you should have fired and you didn't, you know, <clears throat> or, but vice versa, you know, I, I got to wonder whether they have uh, improved the system. You mentioned that the antenna that they actually release from underwater, it's like on a cable and it goes up to the surface, they can stay deeply submerged and still get the communication. Uh, yeah. you got to think they've improved the system since then. They've got to be some other... Yeah, I don't know. Because when you're in a submarine, method. you can't get you can't get the, uh, the, the high frequency, the very high frequency, or anything like that. 
you can only get um, you get you, basically you get long wave. You get you get the uh, you know AM the the signals. Uh-huh. I mean, they make those long range signal radio uh, things that are off the coast. Yeah, the transmitters and the coils in them to make that, you know, 150 kilohertz or even lower than that. You know, I wonder. Those I wonder if as they, big as a house. I wonder if they moved to, to satellites. They would never tell us. By the way, they would never say we've improved our system. It it doesn't rely on radio signals. It relies on transmission from satellites. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, you would think that since 1996, when that movie came out something better has been developed. I mean, every you think about where we were in 1996, I was still using a, a Motorola brick phone, I think. You know, I mean, I thought it was pretty sophisticated. Uh, and look at what we have now to talk on. Uh, yeah, I had the bag phone. You had the brick phone. <laughs> I had a brick. It fit Man, right between you had my a brick. I mean, you know, yeah, you could throw a brick at somebody. That bag, you got to unstrap it. You I know. know you <laughs> whirl it around over your head. Hey, it, you, yeah. There's a, it was like a purse. But, you know, you thought you were on top of the world. You thought, my God, I, I'm oh, so, yeah. so portable. The nice thing about the brick phone, I thought, was I can stick it between my console, my center console, and my seat. It, and it just fit nicely in there. It was so portable. It was- By the way, just so you know, friends and neighbors, uh, uh, I could reference you to a guy that had this because he, he worked for me, but uh, it happens to police officers too. Mm-hmm. It, even the big uh, even the big brick phone or just your little cellular phone, you know, you're driving along, oh, I got to pay attention to the traffic. Where do you put that phone? Right between your legs. If you don't put it in that console, you put it right between your legs. Oh, yeah. It's an RF device. And you know what that does and to your your uh, male parts? <laughs> yeah, he had to be cut stem to stern to be cleaned out. So, uh, and that happens, you know, uh, police officers. Hey, listen, I had a the, friend, uh, I had a friend of mine, good friend of mine, who passed away from mm-hmm. brain cancer, and he believes that he got the cancer from right putting the phone right next to his ear. There's 600 milliwatts, and you think, well, that's nothing, but it's an, it's it's um, it's an FM frequency and, you know, they don't, you know, when they say, you know, it radiates a signal, signal radiation, uh, they don't call it radiation for nothing, friends. It, it, it can, it can hurt certain things on your body. Right. It's like the guys with the radar guns out there, you know, and they're shooting radar, you know, they don't have a place to holster it. So they holster it between their legs, take a sip of coffee. Oh, I see some headlights coming. Zap. Well, and down the road, the guy's going, man, I got a tingle where I shouldn't have a tingle. Wow. And he goes in, and it's not a Kleenex that you're going to need. How many How you many know? police officers got uh, testicular cancer because they would yeah. put the radar gun on their right lap? There. <clears throat> they That's would put, it. Yep. Right there between their legs. They just put the thing right there, and there you yep. go. Uh, so I'm just saying, you know, if you have a cell phone, you know, get the little mount. Put it on the on the dash. That way, you're not t- touching it. You, you, most radios pick it up, but you really shouldn't be on the phone when you're driving anyway. So, that's the better choice. And put uh, you can get a little portable microphone that goes on your visor, and you can answer the phone if you have to, or make a call if you have to, uh, as if you're talking to somebody in the seat next to you. You don't have to reach down. You can say to your uh, your device or who you want to call. Most of them will call it for you. I mean, it's really quite 
Yeah. Uh, quite an easy process. Um, but anyway, you know, we live in these sophisticated times when we have all this technology, and then you hear about, like we said, uh, a, a Chinese rocket getting over central Texas and exploding. And you got to wonder, with all this technology we have, how did that happen? Well, I don't know. Maybe the same way a Chinese balloon got over into our country without being tech detected. And it's been going on for years. So, you know, are we allowing, a lie being told. Are we allowing China to test us? It, it, it sounds to me like we are. I mean, it doesn't make sense that we would allow that balloon to float all the way over our country over all of our military bases, our, and I have a whole list. I can read you the list again, but it would take too much time. All these important military bases were traversed by that balloon, and we thought not to blow it up until it got over the Atlantic Ocean. Hey. Yeah, we're not, we're not too bright and stuff like that, but you got to wonder why this is going on. We should be able to detect. We should have deterrence. But all of a sudden, you know, it's been proven during the Biden administration because why? I don't know. Did they work before and they quit working during the Biden administration or have they never worked? You know, Trump bragged when he was president that the military had never been stronger or more better equipped. He had modernized our country, given us the most equipment. Of course, Biden left a lot of it in Afghanistan. Um you can a can an army a military uh can it can it degrade so quickly i mean it's been two and a half years can it can it go from being the massive you know, strong uh tip of the spear that it was during the trump administration to this you know also ran military that we seem to be uh talking about now well, I, apparently it doesn't take long. Look, you know, when, when you're working with technology, you want to be on the bleeding edge of technology, meaning you want to be on the, on the front of it. But just because you're on the front of that, that technology doesn't mean that you can sit on your laurels then for a while because let's just say, well, we got the best there is out there. All right, we can take a break. While you're taking a break, somebody just passed you. So, you know, it wouldn't take long for the most sophisticated, you know, country in the world to become second best. You're saying like it's like a race. The guy in the in, he's been running a race. It's a constant race. Yeah, it's yeah. always going on. And if they slow it's down, it's always going to happen. If the guy in the lead slows down for a second thinking he's got a uh, insurmountable lead, that's when he'll get over he'll get overtaken by the guy behind him. Right. We got to keep having a place to pass that baton to. To keep, you know, keep it running. If not, you know, we lose the race. Now, can we get back in it? Yep, we sure can. You know, in the meantime, we have a president who goes to Philadelphia yesterday. He tells everybody, you've never been better off than you are now. He tells you that uh, he's cut you know, energy costs by 40% when in the beginning he increased it by 140 Uh He says that uh, that energy prices are coming down, that you should be happy, and that we're, we're headed towards a, a new world. Uh, the new world he's talking about is, is really not a world you want to be a part of uh, in that it's going uh, to be a second place or a third place society. It's not going to be 
the in, inventive uh, society that we have been for all of our existence. We are going to be uh, an also-ran with uh, this administration. It's just the way it's going to be. It's not going to, when you had Trump, you may not have liked him. You may thought his ego was just uh, overbearing and that he was tough to deal with. But the fact of the matter is, all of his life, he was a leader. He excelled. He excelled in his business. He excelled on his TV show. And, you know, he excelled in his president. He expected his presidency to be exactly what it was. It was the best at the time. He had the best economy going. Then, of course, the Chinese hit us with that pandemic, and all bets were off. And, and he was right to call it the China virus, by the way, because that's where it came from, the Wuhan lab. We're, we're seeing that now. Yeah, apparently Fauci's been caught in a lot of lies and now bribes trying to, yep. you know, get his hiney out of trouble. You know, and, uh, you know, you think, I'm not Dr. Fauci. Well, it's only going to take one shot. Yeah. You say, well, you might need another shot. I would never lie to you. Yeah. I'd never lie to you. Well, maybe you'll no, need another. I didn't, no, <laughs> it is not, uh, it's not uh, proof of, uh, uh, proof maybe, of, uh, you know, you know the thing. Yeah, maybe you need another shot, too. And then maybe one, uh, like, every other week. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was thinking your shot needs a shot. <laughs> That's true. You'll need a <laughs> shot for your shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, we, we laugh, but he had so much power during the pandemic, and he wielded it ruthlessly. I mean, he had us all locked he down. He loved us. it. What are you talking about? He, you know, well, is a camera here? Is yeah. a mic, too? Yeah. Oh, let me Ooh, get up there. I'll, yes. I'll straighten this out. He never saw <laughs> He never saw a camera that he didn't love. And uh, No, the camera didn't love him. I mean, he still... Never mind. I'm not going to say what he looked like on camera, but well, this is a guy. He, he he's in his 80s. He's the highest paid federal employee. Think about that. Think about all the employees we have in government, including the president and vice president. And Tony Fauci was the highest mm -hmm. paid employee. I think he was hired in what about 1980. So right. he had 40 years in government, 40 some years in government, and. He was just smoking. He was uh, telling us all we should lock down and get more shots. A shot, by the way, that wasn't proven to be successful. And if you look at his track record now, some people would tell you it might not even be s totally safe. And, uh, you know, when in our history have we done that? Have we jabbed ourselves with uh, something that wasn't proven? You know, it's interesting because we have these elected officials. And when you come in, you know, they're basically temporary employees. They, they either got a two, four, six uh, year term, uh, you know, and, and unless they get reelected, which I, I do have a problem with. I, I do think there ought to be term limits. But then you have these government employees that come in. Uh, there is no expiration date on their butts. Uh, I mean, they come in yeah. and they just linger and they stay and they go through administration after administration. And they make more and more money and have more and more power. But would you say you that say in it? these are the people who who make up the deep state? These mm -hmm. are the deep staters. These are the people who are in government when presidents come and go, administrations come and go, senators come and go. They're still there. Their roots are deep. They're entrenched in government. They know all the ins and outs. They know how to make it work. They know how to make rules bend or, in some cases, break. 
Mm-hmm. That's the deep state, and they uh, and they think they're the bosses in many in many ways. They are right now. Yeah, and that, that's where you got to wonder. I mean, I I love the idea of what we have as a country and the framework, but it has been maligned and taken advantage of, and anything can be distorted at any time. So we need to fix the problem. I don't know how you put safeguards in what we got. Or do you change it? But again, if you change it, you know, what are you going to change it to? Speaking of distorting things, the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government held a hearing Thursday on Capitol Hill. And Mm -hmm. there was a clash between Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, the chairman of the subcommittee, and uh, Representative Stacey Plaskette of the Virgin Islands, it was interesting. Listen, here's some of it. Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when, when I say that you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. It's funny when people have to go through that. Crazy way. Exactly. This is unacceptable. I'm ready for it. I don't know if a lot of other people are. But just as it was unacceptable for Kevin McCarthy to provide 41,000 hours of sensitive security footage to a biased talking head in an effort to rewrite what happened on January 6th. This is a new Republican playbook, apparently. Risk American safety and security to score political points. The gentlelady's words should be struck. We do not accuse witnesses of threatening others. That is out of line and outside the rules of this committee. You don't get to determine what's struck down. You do do get an opening statement, and it's about over. The committee will suspend. We know this is because at the first hearing, the chairman claimed that big government and big tech colluded to shape and mold the narrative and suppress information and censor Americans. This is a false narrative. We're engaging in false narratives here, and we are going to tell the truth. I yield back. General Lady uh, yields back. I would just point out the consent decree was in our report. We offered your staff also the opportunity to review the FTC letters. You have not come over to review those letters. Third, the idea that I believe both of these individuals who are getting ready to testify, I believe they're both Democrats. The idea that two journalists who Did happen to be Democrats. Did you not give Democrat, that offer at I, 8 o'clock last I'm night? Now. Your time was, rec- uh, was uh, ended We're Neither of ago. us are in time. I don't think they're here to help us politically. I think they're here to ha- tell us the truth. And oh, by the way, the first FTC letter to Twitter after the first set of Twitter files, the very first question was who are the journalists you're talking to? And you guys don't care. You don't care. You, you care don't want about the, the 2011 people to see decree? you don't want the American people to see what happened, the full video, transparency. You don't want that and you don't want two journalists who have been named personally by the Biden administration FTC in a letter. The Biden administration. And you're saying is they're not here the to help FTC. us. They're here to tell their story. And frankly, I think they're brave individuals for being willing to come after they've been named in a letter from the Biden FTC. Is this your question, Tom? Now? No, I'm responding to your ridiculous oh. statements you made in your in your opening statement. Okay, well, let's get on with it. Oh, now we want to get on with it. So you I can did. say all the things you want. I, I did in my facts. opening statement as well as you had an opening statement. You the said chair. what you needed to say in your opening statement, and I, as the ranking member, have Without used objection, my time. all other opening statements will be included in the record. We will introduce today's witness, Matt Taibbi. Ooh. 
<laughs> it was a hot time in the old town last night, yesterday. Yeah, wow. You know what? But have you noticed that all the Democrats are acting that way? Uh, and they they don't want you to know the truth. That's right. They want you to know, well, they're having a hard time with this one. They don't want you to know the truth. Truth. They want you to know their version of the truth. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, you saw it with the January 6th committee release of videotapes. You saw how Chuck Schumer went ballistic. He was on the Senate floor, just irate. This is a guy, like we said yesterday, who went out on the steps of the Supreme Court and threatened two Supreme Court justices. You'll rue mm -hmm. the day. You know, um, I mean, unbelievable. And they they can give it, but they can't take it. They can dish it out easily, and they do so all the time, the left, but they can't take it. You know, and this goes to, for my friends who are, who are Democrats and consider themselves lifelong Democrats, and I have some, uh, I don't think it's the same party that you got into all those years ago. I just don't think you realize how different this party is now than it was even 10 years ago. 10 years ago it was a different party. It is really and truly a socialist organization, if not a communist organization. They don't want the freedom of the press. They don't want uh, you to be able to carry a, a weapon. These are all in the uh, Constitution, you know. Our, they're all uh, something that is protected constitutionally. They don't want it. They want you to have a limited and controlled press so that they can shape the story so you only know what they want you to know. I mean, look what happened with the Tucker Carlson thing. We said this, if you're just uh, yep. tuning in right now, I don't know how that can happen, but maybe you're listening on CRN America. Um, if you're just tuning in, we had mentioned that uh, the speaker has said that they're going to release all of the surveillance videos from January 6th to the public. It's going to be on, I guess, the Internet. Anybody will be able to go to the Internet, download the footage, and do with it what they want. They'll be able to see it right. all. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Internet goes down because they'll do anything they can to stop that and get your focus off of those tapes. Well, what did we say before we started the show? I said to Bill, I've been looking for that story about Kevin McCarthy releasing all of the January 6th footage I can't find it. It's it's buried. Because they can scrub. They can scrub whatever they want to. Don't think that they can't. They go and they do a a, a shine up job all the time on yeah. the news. It's it's amazing though. I mean we we do this every day, and I've never seen such an an obvious uh, controlled way of 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 downplaying a story, suppressing mm -hmm. a story. Um. But it's there. We did find it. We did find out that Kevin McCarthy is going to release it. And I saw it with my own two eyes on television yesterday, so I know he, he said it. And, yeah. and it, you know why he said it? Because the, the people at Fox News, you know, Fox News, God bless them, they used to be a great network if you were conservative. You felt like you weren't totally alone because there was always Fox News. But something terrible has happened internally. I mean, they got guys like Paul Ryan, uh, who's a rhino, a big rhino on their board of directors. And, you know, the sons have taken control of Fox News, the Murdoch sons. And from what I understand, they're much more liberal 
their wives are very liberal. They go to the same parties in New York. You know, they hobnob with all of their, their friends in New York. And I used to work in New York. And I can tell you that it's a different environment, uh, in some ways much more liberal than uh, most places. And I'm sure they were they felt a pressure from their friends. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my God, you're the, you're with Fox News. Oh my goodness, they're so conservative. I just can't have anybody in my family watching Fox News. So what happens is they go home and they talk about it. And someone says, well, maybe we should be a little more middle of the road. Middle of the road means liberal for the, for them, okay? So it didn't used to, though. No, it didn't. You're right, Bill, but it does now. And so you look at Fox News, and you, they carried, for example, the uh, Trump CPAC uh, speech last week, which amazed me. It amazed Trump, mm-hmm. I think, too. But the fact of the matter is, Trump, when he goes on television, he draws enormous numbers. I mean, millions of viewers, six million viewers will tune in. Just ask Newsmax. They love it. They carry them all, you know. And uh, even uh, Right Side Broadcasting, which is a streaming network, which uh, kind of has made its bones by following the Trump rallies, uh, they carry most of the speeches, and they get incredible streaming numbers. And so... Fox probably said, wait a second, we're losing revenue. Because even though we don't run commercials in the speech, we have commercials around the speech, and we can upcharge. We do make money, and we do draw people. You know, once people tune into a network, if they're watching something, they kind of stay there. There's a residual fading effect. So if you have 6 million people tuning into your, your network and the speech ends, a lot of them will stay watching. You know, and uh, that's where they make their money. All of a sudden, you see the My Pillow commercials popping out, and all of those things. And right. um, so, uh, but they ran it. But then also, you heard them say that uh, it was in it was in uh, Gateway Pundit this week that Tucker had been squelched. They the word on the street was Tucker was squelched. And they're saying it's true. He got squelched. That's what happened. Yep. Exactly. So Kevin is giving. Everybody is shot to see everything. And I would encourage you when it's out there before the internet shuts down. <laughs> you know, I, I hate that. I hate that. You know, you need to watch this before they pull this ad. And I always thought, boy, what a ploy. But you know what? It's not a ploy the, in the, in this particular case. Because if they don't want you to hear something. You saw how they were attacking Tucker and Fox because they knew you know, they get to Murdoch, and Murdoch goes, yeah, you know what? Forget it. Tucker, you can't use it. We're done with this. Yeah. And then he was done with the story. That was it. It was over. So the only way, because Kevin wants it out there, well, the only way you can do that is you're going to have to make it to where everyone can get it. What's interesting is that there's a sea of uh, techies out there who have all the editing tools you'll need they, they, there will be people who will go through all of the footage. They will, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have clubs get together and they'll say, all right, you do 50 hours, you do 50 hours, you do 50 hours. I mean, and we'll meet back in two weeks and they'll do it and they'll come back and some of them will have edited presentations that you'll start seeing on the, uh, on the internet. They'll, they'll do a terrific, they'll do it. They will do a terrific job. There will also be some disinformation coming out. 
you got to mm-hmm. watch out. This is the, you mentioned this before we went on the air. There will be people who will take the footage and manipulate it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, if the right gets it and throws the uh, truth out there, why can't the left get it and manipulate it? They will. They will. I think you're right. It's going to happen. But And give it to big popular stars that, oh, they would never lie. And let them disseminate your diatribe, your garbage. Uh, I'm trying to um, see whether I've missed anything. We didn't, we, you know, we we didn't talk about uh, the Ukraine, and there was a story that I saw yesterday, which I I thought was uh, two stories actually about the Ukraine. One was that apparently the Russians have a massive missile attack going on, or they had one uh, on the Ukraine, and mm-hmm. they've just they've knocked the power out on like in Kiev in large sections of the city and uh this is well, an extraordinary attack that may yeah i heard that, that was going down i didn't uh, hear anything else about it. it that could be why we're not hearing anything because they know that anything they report is going to be so obvious or obviously wrong that they put uh, the ukraine on the back burner until they can find a way to well get all eyes off that attack the and other, they will find a way to do it. You know that that's what they do. Well, you know, you get the, you hear one one hand. You hear Zelensky saying, "Oh, we're taking it to the Russians. Or we're going to make them pay for what they've done." And then the next day, you hear him say, "We're being we're, we're the victim. We're being attacked viciously by the Russians and their missiles." I'm thinking, what is it? Are you winning or losing? You know, what are you doing? Well, one day you say you're winning. Next day you're saying you're being uh, obliterated. Uh, I don't think we're getting the right story. You know, we still, to this day, to this very moment, we do not have a defined end game for our participation. And we're not going to under the Biden administration. I was just thinking, though, you know, Russia got hacked yesterday. There's state right. TV and, you know, the false claim that the incoming nukes. And I'm like going, what if we hacked it? What if we hacked it well, what and if, we what were if, the what ones the behind U- that? What if the Ukraine hacked it? That's true. Well, along those lines, you know what they're trying to put forward now? What? Uh, reports yesterday that a group of Ukrainians were responsible for the sabotage of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. <laughs> this is this is too, uh, too unbelievable. Now they're trying to blame it on the Ukrainians for destroying the Nord Stream pipeline. And, Who's trying to blame it, though? Well, here's the thing. I think that they're trying to deflect the attention away from the United States, and they're trying to point it towards the Ukrainians. And I'll tell you why. It gives NATO an out of the Ukraine war. If if things aren't going the way they want it to go, they can say, well, wait a second. The Ukrainians blew up the pipeline without our consultation. We didn't know. And they they will blame it on the Ukrainians. Where does that put the United States in all of this? Well, it takes us off the hook if people believe it. But right now, a lot of people in the world well, believe the United States. Well, we're on the hook States anyway because we spent all that money, and so that means that we didn't do our homework. No, well, this administration doesn't do its homework. All they do no. is all they do is send cabinet members over on a daily basis to shake Zelensky's hand. You know, <sighs> Janet Yellen goes over one day, and the Attorney General. Merrick Garland goes over one day. I mean, that's this this week alone. And that Biden went over there the last weekend. I mean, it is unbelievable 
how we're going over there kissing his ring. This guy <laughs> is, uh, a year ago, he was begging us for something, anything. So now, is the young godfather, yeah? Now, now he's like, uh, you have to make an appointment with uh, President Zelensky. You know, he's got this uniform that he always wears everywhere you see him. He's wearing uh, olive drab uh, uniform, uh, t-shirt. Khaki pants, yeah. yeah, the shirt and the whole night. I'm going to make you an offer. He's kind of like a, he's uh, kind of like a godfather, uh, Fidel Castro. <laughs> yeah, he. I guess he thinks it worked for him. It'll work for, yeah, you know, I, I don't know about that, but that's you heard what he that, thinks. Uh, Mitch McConnell? Suffered a concussion. Oh, he's, really? Yep, he's going to be in the hospital for a few days. Does it seem strange that uh, one day McConnell can be speaking about how he was uh, so against the tapes being released and that very night he slips and falls and ends up in the hospital? Mm -hmm. It just seems it seems uh, like too the much lot. of a coincidence. This, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to, friends. I really believe that. I think that... We are being lied to on a daily basis. Did you hear, by the way, about those four people who were kidnapped in Mexico? We talked about it yesterday. Two of them yeah. were killed. One was wounded. Yeah. One was uh, uninjured. Do you know that the last night the cartel came out uh, with a televised apology? They released an apology for doing it. They said that... The guys who did it in the cartel were rogue operators. They were going to round them up, and they were going to give them to the United States for prosecution. This is the cartel. The cartel that, you know, is, is killing people and controlling a lot of what's going on on the border. They turn around and apologize to the—because uh, I guess what they're figuring is they don't want to mess up a good thing. They're, they're getting all their fentanyl across the border, no problem. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to start killing the gold. You don't want to kill the golden goose. Yeah, so, yeah, let's play by the rules, guys. We got to. It's in our financial best interest here. I see where New York City uh, says they're spending an estimated $5 million a day housing and feeding the illegal immigrants. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to bust them out of there. They yeah. don't want them. Yeah, sending them to Canada. And the, mm -hmm. what's happening is they send them to Canada. They don't like the cold, cold weather up north. So a lot of them are walking back across our northern border and trying mm -hmm. to get back down to the warmer climates, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Some uh, other news going on. Uh, you know, if you if you believe in electric cars and the, the, the future of the Green New Deal, then this might be bad news for you because apparently... GM is not faring too well in in this woke economy. Uh, they're they're asking employees to quit with voluntary buyouts. Really? Wow, that's a big deal. Uh, is that because? We, do you think it's because of business slowdown, or do you think it's because they want to automate everything? A combination of the two. I think it's a business slowdown. I don't think they have all the answers for the uh, electronic cars. Uh, you know, lithium battery is not the long term, uh, long term, long term answer to right. this. I agree. That's number one. Number two, um, you can automate. You know, and I mean, we are headed into an automated society. So, back when the Clintons were in, well, we got to retrain and retool uh, America. 
Uh, Biden comes in, we got to retrain and retool America. Uh, and here we are now on the cusp of uh, things going that way. What are we going to do, or do we have too many people on the planet? Well, well, I can tell you the World Economic Forum says we have far too many people on the planet. But well, that's, a, that's a story Start for another out. time. <laughs> because we, were not, we ran out of time, my friend. We're, we're, the clock on the wall is starting to buzz. <laughs> we, yeah, it's going to shut up, shut up, shut up. One last thing, Robert Blake. You remember him, Beretta. Yeah. Keep your eye on Yeah, also that murder trial back in the early 2000s. You know, he had the longest-running career, successful career, of anybody. And then, you know, he was accused of killing his wife, which, right. you know, obviously. Um, and he was acquitted, by the way. Yeah, he was acquitted. So, and, but he died at uh, 89. Yeah. So he uh, um, was uh, in our gang comedies, you know, uh, the little rascals. He was one of them yeah. as a kid. And then he was in the movie uh, as an adult in Cold Blood. And like you said, he starred in Beretta, which was enormously successful. He won yeah. some Emmys for it. And uh, I used but, to watch that show all the time. Starsky and Hutch and then Beretta. You know, he yeah. was. He said uh, he when he won, he said he looked forward to uh, getting back into the business and restarting his career. It never restarted. No, then it Hollywood killed him. Yep. He you know, done. yeah, Hollywood did to him what he was accused of doing to his wife. Yep. You know, um, hey, look, it, it's it's crazy industry. It, it really, doesn't take much. It really is. Hey, listen, my friend, that's going to do it for us. Um, we might be back on the weekend with a weekend update, so kind of check back to where you get our program uh, over the weekend. Uh, like we said, news, it's always breaking. There's always something going on, and it always seems to be a story that we want to bring to you quicker than yeah. uh, than waiting till Monday. Have have a great weekend, my friend. Enjoy I yourself. I shall do it. I uh, Let me look at my social calendar. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, that page is empty. Uh-huh. Uh, that page is empty. Yes. Um. Well, I guess I'm going to be uh, watching reruns on TV. We can, wa- we can watch something like this. Yeah, there you go. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? <laughs> Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fit. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Monday. I'll see ya. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>